0: Of Judah became the Lamb of God on your behalf so that you can become a child of God. This is the good news. This is the one who's worthy of your worship. I've been in a season where every time I get on this stage, the Lord just asks me to uh, speak as a father about his government and about how he, how he operates. Um, And so I'm not going to take long, but um, I want to release a message this morning that really, to be honest, it's like our third year school of ministry message. It's not a first year message. It's not a second year message. It's really like a third year message. Um, So I'm going to speak to the whole group of you, but some of you are going to be like, what is he talking about? And um, that's just the difficulty of my job is that there are baby sheep and there are shepherds in this room. And um, you're going to be able to get what you can get from it. But um, this is not a normal church. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Meaning, meaning uh, your husband said to me on the way home from the airport. Where is he at? Where is he? He's doing baptisms, man of God. So uh, he said to me, he picked me up from the airport. It's twelve twelve. We like that. So, um, so, uh, and he says, he says this to me. He says, oh, "What's the future hold?" And I said, oh, "Okay, I I haven't slept. It's like four a.m. my time. You know, it's like I haven't slept in so long because you know the flight from from Paris and all that's ten hours, and it's like you know, so." So I'm like, really, I'm like, you know, I'm supposed to be asleep hours before, and he's asking me this deep question. It's like, what's the future hold? I'm like, okay, just that, you know, just, just what's the future hold? So, um, but he, he really his question is just like, kind of like, I've never been a part of anything like this, and never been a part of a house that disciples, equips, raise ups, a family, healing every part of my life. Like, like what? Like, like, what's after this, you know, it's like, they just change every part of my life, what's next, you know, and I'm like, you're so funny, so, um, we, we need to understand, um, that's a wonderful question, and I want, I just felt like I was woken at three this morning, and I had a message I'm still gonna try to do in the next eight minutes, and then the Lord, I was woken to just nonstop, just vision after vision of what is next. And the process that um, needs to be understood because um, if I'm really honest, and this is where I get myself in trouble with the, the, the babies in Christ, those who are new, is because what I'm going to say really can't be understood until there are things that my kids say, what'd you say? I say, hey, 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 this conversation for me and your mom, you need to put your earmuffs on, you know, go somewhere else, because this is not a conversation for you. Not that I'm hiding anything, but you would not be able to filter what's being shared and have it come out with actually what's being said. Do you know what I'm saying? So, 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 you know, leave the room. You're not, this is not a conversation for you. So, but I, the Lord, so I wouldn't normally share what I'm going to share, but the Lord's like, I want you to share this. And I'm like, okay. So, um, we are in, we, I did a message a couple weeks ago on Ecclesia, right? Yeah. What does the word mean? Called out once. Thank you, Pastor Bradford, but I was talking to everyone else. So... <laughs> Because he's sitting there taking notes as fast as he can uh, on something the Lord, I'm sure, is downloading to him. So, I'm um, <laughs> just joking. So, so the called out ones. This is what Jesus said he was going to build. But who does he send to, to establish it? Apostolos. Okay. So, apostolos is, what What does the word mean? Sent one. Thank you very much. S- those who have been sent, Okay. It's an imagery. What's what's an ecclesia? I talked about this a couple weeks ago. What what was it historically that Jesus was referring to? A government. That's what it is. It's a government. It's it's like a a senate. It represents the whole nation, but it's not the whole nation. It's a, a selected group of people to represent the nation. Jesus was not speaking about specifically in the moment when he said, I will build my ecclesia and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He is not speaking about every person in the body of Christ. This is the confusing part. So that's in chapter, Matthew chapter 16. He says, I will build my church and my ecclesia. You know the word church, I talked about this, it has no root connection to the word ecclesia. Okay, It's, it's kyrichos and it means belonging to the lord is what the word church means ecclesia has no word in english that we can trans- translate this is the problem so martin luther puts the word church there meaning house so in romania when i taught this i said what do you what's the word you use for church they say basilica said perfect a basilica is not ecclesia basilica is synagogue Church is synagogue. We synagogue, what, what we're doing right now is synagogue. What does, what does the word synagogue mean? Gathering. So we gather, we, we do synagogue, but Ecclesia is more like Israel. And specifically the elders of Israel. When he says the gates of hell will not prevail, he's not talking about the children. The gates of hell prevail against children. The Bible says children are like city without walls. It will not prevail against its elders. And if the elders do their job, it will not prevail against the children. Okay? So, so, but this is what you see in chapter 18 when he, the only two times in the entire uh, 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 of the Gospels, Jesus speaks about um, the Ecclesia. He uses the word twice in all of the four Gospels. Only twice in one, in one Gospel, Matthew. In chapter 16, he says, I will build my Ecclesia and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And then he says, I have given you the keys of the kingdom, to bind and to loose. Not to the children, to the elders, to the ecclesia, to the government of his kingdom. So, and then in chapter 18, he says, if you have a dispute with your brother, go to him. If he doesn't receive it, go with another. If he doesn't receive it, bring it to the ecclesia. He's not talking about the children, just bring it to any believer, to the elders. So this is what's not understood in the, the greater body of Christ. So when people say to me, I was at a, a um, city quake meeting just with pastors and they were asking a question about outreach. So then, you know, cause this is what the the, the event was the about. So I said, well, this is what we do. And he goes, well, will you, will you share with all of us how, how to do that? And I, I said, well, your issue is greater than A 20-minute meeting, your issue is an ecclesia issue. Because what you're trying to do is mobilize the body of Christ to evangelism, which is actually not that hard, but you have a greater issue. You have no government. You have no fathers raising sons to do the work of the Father. You just have a gathering. I'm not building a gathering. I'm not building synagogue. I'm raising a family. So you have a greater issue that I can't solve in 20 minutes. (laughs) So, so, most, most pastors are building synagogue. I'm not building synagogue. I'm building a family. That's what Apostolos was meant to do. And Apostolos is sent to establish Ecclesia, government, in the foundations of God's government. So what Katie and I have been doing the last three and a half years at Sozo is not building synagogue. Synagogue is easy. Okay? That's not what we're doing. We're raising a family. How we do synagogue is supposed to be by the Spirit. There are elements in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47, of how to do synagogue. We do do synagogue. We do gather together. We are a house of worship. We are a house of prayer. Amen? Some are right now in this hour, as the bride of Christ rises, as those who are intimate with him saying, we're going to be a house of prayer. We're going to be a house of worship. I'm like, praise God. But if your end result is still synagogue, you've still missed it. If you say, you know, we're the selected, you know, Martha, Mary, Mary of Bethany. If we're, we're that and that's what this means is what we sit on our face and we worship him and we do all this. Praise God. That's an element of what we are so that we have oil. Yes. But, but uh, they didn't stay in the upper room. Okay. They were to wait until the oil came and then it gave them power to go and do what Jesus told them to go do. And they all went to their own places that the Spirit let them as apostolos to establish kingdom family. And that's why the Apostle Paul says, You have many who are boy leaders, teenage leaders. The word in Greek is to teenager. You have many of them, but you don't have many fathers. And I have fathered you, he says. I have fathered you. And he says, I don't, in another passage, he says, I don't labor on someone else's foundation. Ephesians chapter 2 says the apostles and prophets do what? They lay the the foundation of the house of God, of the the, the synagogue, of the family. He says, you're no longer foreigners, but you're now citizens of the household, the family of God. The word household there in Greek is family of God, which is built upon the apostles and prophets, Christ as the cornerstone, amen, being put together as living stones to a dwelling place for your God. The apostolos... What, what cessationism did 500 years ago through John Calvin, amazing man of God, who a doctrine of demon got in <laughs> called cessationism, said there was a ceasing of something that for somehow did not cease for 1,500 years. And in an argument between him and the Catholic Church, he comes with this doctrine that it has ceased. Holy Spirit no longer does something that the Bible says in Acts chapter 2 that will be a promise to all that believe. Which is the outpouring of the Spirit, which is Joel two, which says he's going to pour it out on all flesh in the last days. He can't stop doing something he says he will do to as many who the Father draws to Himself, to those who believe upon the Lord. And they said, well, he doesn't do it anymore. It's just even I just Nick just posted a, a, a teaching I did, and it was about being you know baptized in the Holy Spirit. And someone still put a comment. Must have not watched the video, and said, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit was a, a rare thing, just in Acts two and Acts ten. It's like, you have not read the Bible, nor watched the video I just taught. So, so, it's just frustrating. And so, to see the title and just make a comment, it's like, watch it. All I did was just pour out scripture. You cannot come to that conclusion after listening to those passages. So anyways, so uh, we are laying foundations. Okay, that's what this, the Apostle Apostolos is do. So in Apostolos, the word was used for someone who was sent by a king. To represent that king, but to establish that kingdom in a new territory. So a king would send an apostolos. The word apostolos was being used before Jesus had a mom. Okay, Jesus always existed with the father, but he didn't have a mom until he was born on the earth. Okay, so when he comes and has a mom, the word is already being used for hundreds of years by the Greek. For those who would be sent by, let's say, a Caesar to go... And to, to uh, establish a new city, a new, in a new territory, to make it look like Greece somewhere else, mm-hmm. right? So Alexander the Great, in a sense, had many apostoloses. They were his generals. If you study history, that's what happens. He divides it, whether seven or eight generals, and he leaves his kingdom when he dies. They divide it between his generals. And each of them are made kings. That's one of the kings of the Maccabees. If you've read the Maccabees, it's a historical book of, of, of Israel, of what happens when one king, a, 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 a Greek uh, king, tries to make sacrifice in the temple. And John Maccabee and his his sons kill the priest that's making the sacrifice and the, the, the person who was requiring the sacrifice, a pig, in the temple to be sacrificed to him, to the to this to the king, the Greek king, and they said, "Not today." And they killed him. You will not do an abomination of desolation in the temple. And they killed him. And they fought for years, and they get Israel's freedom for the first time since Persia, uh, since Babylon and Persia took him over. So, so that's a historical thing. Sorry, I just went there, but. But the, that's what those guys were. They were apostoloses. They were representing Alexander the Great to these territories, and they were doing something called Hellenization. Have you heard about this? Okay, very important. Hellenization was all things Greek Greek education, Greek roads, Greek letter systems, shipping systems, all that. So, how come Jesus shows up right in this middle period of history? 2,000 years ago, he shows up, God in the flesh. Because Hellenization happened. There's a known language from every angle of the earth. It's Greek. There are roads to every known place that they could reach. Roads, systems, mail systems, shipping systems. Alexander the Great did that. God chooses to send his son in that moment where there was a common language um, throughout the known world. The New Testament is written in that language. So Jesus shows up and he says, I'm going to make my own apostolos. You have apostolos. That's a good word. I like it. I'm going I'm to have my own apostolos. I'm the king, but I'm going to send those who will represent me and establish my kingdom in new places to the ends of the earth. And then I will come again. So that's what they do. They go and they establish the kingdom of God in new places and they lay the foundations of the family of God, of the kingdom of God, of the rule of God in new territories. They established something called presbytery. What's the word presbytery? Elders. That's how God does government. Moses is an imagery of apostolos. He was sent. Abraham is an imagery of apostolos. He was sent. Go to the land I will show you. So, so there's this journey away from being sent. So, why was I sent here? Apostolos, I had to be sent away. So, I'm sent to Burkina, I'm sent to Europe, I'm sent here. I'm, it's Apostolos, not pastors aren't called to do that. Apostle Romeo, he came to that revelation and he goes, Thanks for being here, Apostle. He goes, You know, a pastor would not come. And I said, No, they're, they're meant to stay home and shepherd the sheep. They wouldn't have the grace to go. Apostolos have been given grace to go. If you do have not been given the grace to go, do not go. Many missionaries have died. And I'm convinced that some of them died because they were not sent with apostolos grace. They just said, oh, well, I, you know, I should go. But they were not ordained to go by God and given the grace to do so. To have the, the, the power... do so. And so some apostolos die, many die. They are those who have laid their lives down to establish this work, but not before that given moment that they were to be a sacrifice in a sense that their voice cries out as the martyrs beneath the throne saying, when, when, when he says, when the number of martyrs has, has been gathered. And so many of the apostolos, those who sent Okay? But not before the work was established. Amen? And so that's what is happening. But not everyone is born. This is a teaching that you need to understand. This is a big problem in the body of Christ. And so when James says, you know, man, there's not a lot of places like this. I go, yeah, because we don't understand the Word of God. Pastors are leading instead of apostolos. Pastors have not been given the grace. And those who are, are actually using the wrong word for what they are. There are many pastors in this house. And I've said this. I am not your pastor. I am your apostolos. I've been sent here to establish foundations. But I am not to be your main shepherd. Moses is the apostolos, but he was trying to be their shepherd. And it almost killed him. And his father-in-law says, what is this thing that you are doing? you know? Exodus 18. What is this thing that you are doing? It's mirrored in, in Numbers chapter 11, if you didn't know that. Same period of time. Same, same, same month. Numbers 11, Acts, uh, Exodus 18. It's the same event. But in, Acts, uh, in Numbers 11, you don't get Jethro. You just get Moses saying, I cannot do this. These stubborn people. I cannot do this. This is too much. Take my life if you're not going to help me. And, and he says, call together 70 elders that you pick. I'll put your spirit on them. Wait a second. I will put your spirit on them. You're the apostolos. I sent you. I will take up your spirit and I'll put it on them. You pick them. There's a lot of trust God is giving Moses. I will take up your spirit and put it on the elders. And that's what happens, Right? They prophesy, and it's like, and, and, and even some that weren't amongst them, they were still in the camp, and they hadn't gathered with Moses before the ta- as tabernacle as the Lord had told them to, and they were prophesying, and, and Joshua son of says, stop them, Moses. And he says, are you jealous on my behalf? I wish that all of God's people be prophet, prophets. Amen? And so uh, those 70 elders are now uh, the, the ecclesia of Israel, The government. He says, let the small issues be given to them and let the difficult issues still come to you, but you won't have to be dealing with he stole my goat or this or that. Don't be dealing with that issues. You can't spend your time dealing with that issues. Guess what arises? In that same chapter, the issue was food. We're hungry. And this is a murmuring amongst the people, a rebelliousness of the people starts to rise up, uh, complaining about being hungry. And God starts to cause a fire to start. Around the camp, it starts killing some of the people. Holy smokes. And Moses prays for them, and the fire goes out. And God go, Moses goes to God and goes like, hey, listen, I can't handle this. I need help. Do you know what happens in Acts 6? What the, what's happening? A complaining about food arises. <laughs> so funny. Acts 6. And the apostles are like, listen, we can't be doing this. This is too much. I got to be praying and preaching. I can't be dealing with this. So um, you guys pick. Oh, that's weird. You pick from amongst yourselves men who have proven character and have the Spirit of God upon them and put them over that. So there's this deacon thing that happens right there. Later, we see these same people preaching and doing the things that elders do. But this is the progression was. Leaders of tens, fifties, hundreds, and thousands. You know, even amongst the ecclesia, there's not the same rank. Well, let me say this. You are not born into the kingdom as a son. This is a very difficult thing to say. But it's the scriptures, okay? The problem with Christianity is is... We have not read long enough. We have not trained and studied the scriptures long enough to see what's going on. But it's, it's not mirroring what actually is happening. The Bible says, to those who believe he's given the right to become the children. You're not built, what's the word son in Hebrew? Ben. What does it mean? The builder of his father's house. That's what it means. A son doesn't have gender connected to it. It's the one who continues his father's work. So Ezra is not my son, he is my child. In Hebrew, the mindset. One day he will be able to do my work like me, as me. On that day, he will be my son. That's how the Hebrew thought. He's my child, one day he will be able to do my work like I do, the same exact way. And on that day, he will be a son, he will continue The work of his father. Jesus is called a son. Because he says, I do what I see my father do, likewise. That's a son. You're not born into the kingdom a son. You're born a baby. Jesus was born a baby. And then it says, then then it calls him a child. Different Hebrew word. And the child grew in wisdom. This is what it says. With the Lord and with his stature with men. The child grew. Then it calls him later a boy child. Then it calls him a son. Every one of these terms, a baby, a child, a young child, a toddler basically. Then it's an older child, a teenager. Then it calls him a son. Jesus went through that and it uses the same terms for John the Baptist. That he was in the wilderness as a child and he grew. The same terms. You can't put weight on a child. You can't put... I can't give... Oh, hey, walk in the light, Sozo, all of that on Ezra. I can't put it on Bradford. Now, Bradford knows this. I can't use Ezra, but maybe Nehemiah. He might think, I, I think I got this. <laughs> he, he's, he's, I love that spirit of him. He's tough. That, that thinking, I got this. Oh, Really? So, so, (laughs) you don't. And not until you get, people have asked, uh, I was coaching football this year, and uh, the coach, John Foynton, uh, Nehemiah's uh, middle school coach, he's been here, uh, uh, pastor, his father for many years. Um, Amazing, wonderful uh, believer. And he asked, what do you do? I said, that's a wonderful question. Probably not what you think, because you probably think I'm a pastor, And so you have in your mind what they do. That is not what I do. I pastor Bradford. I pastor Amy and Jeff. But my job is not to pastor all of you. So what did Jethro say to Moses? Teach the elders the law of God. The instructions, the ordinances, and the ways. Teach them, and they will govern the people. This is how God does things. So if I spend all my time with my husband and he just, uh, uh, uh," that's real. It needs to be talked about by pastors. Because the way that you're living with your your spouse is not according to the ways of God. But if I spend all my time with all of you doing that, I will say what Moses said. Just take my life. (laughs) Just take my life. I cannot do this, right? Because it's not possible. That's what many pastors are trying to do. And how come people go to those those places and they say, man, I left as a believer with no hope because I never was changed. Yeah, because one man is trying to care for everyone. And it's not God's model. You cannot do it. Any pastor watching, you cannot do it. You'll have 50 people. Well, we have house churches like that. And I always say, we have 20 pastors here. I pastor the pastors. That's who I pastor. I cannot pastor everyone here. If I did, I would not be able to lay the foundations. I would be too worried cleaning poop from the sheep to lay foundations. I would have a pooper, pooper scooper, and I would just be cleaning sheep's poop. Now, I'm supposed to raise shepherds. Amen. So, so there's, but there's also, so there's a seasons you will go through as a human, and it mirrors in the spirit. You'll be born a child, and you will need your poop cleaned up. Every parent in here wishes they didn't have to say amen. They wish they just came out potty trains. Okay? But they're not. They make messes out of both ends every angle okay they're babies if you don't want poop don't have children they will, if you don't want a mess if you don't want any of that don't have children if you like your house perfect like a magazine don't have children so when it's, I get in someone's car I go to someone's house that has children they're like oh sorry for the mess you have children now if you're single and you have no whatever duh, 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 you work 40 hours a week and your house is it, I'm going to counsel fix it clean it up That's, this is. you don't even have kids come on fix this But when you have kids and you got uh, french fries under your seat, I understand. Okay? Because I have children. I understand. I wish it wasn't true. Because I hate it. But I love children. So this is the issue I have. I take my car to the car wash and I clean it. So so that's a season, though. Some of you are still in toddler Christian season. And you've been in Christ for 40 years. And you need a spanking... And you need to be corrected, chastised, so that you can mature. If I never chastised, if I never corrected my children, they would stay... Yeah, not good, right? Yeah. We see this. We're fatherless homes. Is Satan's work to cause our children to turn out the way they've been turning out. You need a father. You need a mother. You need both. Okay? So So... What, what the enemy has tried to do is remove the apostolos, the father of the work of God. You cannot do it without it. And that's why the body of Christ is in such a mess. Because there's a voice given to an Elijah to say, You Jezebel, you Ahab. And they said, You troublemaker. I'm not trouble, you're trouble. You lie. I don't care what your prophets say. It's not true. But only someone who's been given that grace to say that can say that. Otherwise, we won't say it. We'll be the other people who say, Oh, I don't want to say anything. No, I'm not afraid to speak the truth. I'm not afraid to correct you. It's for your good. Because I love you. But there's grace given me to do that. But I was around pastors. And I go, this is sin. Why, how come we're not saying anything? Well, you know, it's just... Uh... The, the body of Christ is rotten because we're too afraid to speak the truth. And we become Ahab's, cowardly to the spirit of Jezebel. And we give over our authority. I won't do it. There's people who are no longer part of this family because I won't do it. A Jezebel spirit wants to try to control and direct, but they have not been appointed by God to be the apostolos. Then you can go somewhere else because you will corrupt the hearts of the people. Israel served foreign gods because of it. It led to their destruction, but there was a man who was willing to stand up and to call down heaven. And to speak the truth. Amen. That has been given to apostolos. Who should we listen to? You or God? They said. And they lost their lives. But Apostle Paul said, I'm willing to. Remember this? He's bound by uh, the belt of the prophet. And he says, if you go to Jerusalem, the man who owns this belt, he will be in prison. I said, I'm willing to. Stop trying to make break my heart. I'm willing to lay down my life. And even die. To be arrested and even die for the cause. That's the apostolos. But the prophet's like, don't go. He's like, sorry. But you, you, you're hearing that I'm going to be arrested. And you're interpreting that as don't go. I will be arrested. The Lord told me. But I'll be brought before Caesar. And I will preach the gospel. And his household will be saved. And in the letter, what does he say? The believers here with me greet you. Even those from Caesar's house. This is what Paul says, but he gave his life to be able to write those words. And the kingdom of God causes Rome to turn over within another 150 years. Crazy, crazy, crazy! But they gave their lives to do it, and I believe the age of the church, the kurikos, in a sense, is coming to an end, and the age of the ecclesia is rising. The age of the pastor is, cannot end. But the true government of the apostolos, those willing to lay their lives down to raise a family. Not to do business. Not to grow big churches. But to make big people who are disciples, who hear his voice and obey. But to know this, you're born a child. You must be raised. You must be raised. You cannot think, I get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian today and now I can just do everything. No, you can't. You must be taught the ways of God. Yeah. And your life must bear the fruit of knowing the ways of God before you can be trusted with the work of God. Yeah. This is what they did. But we, we just, even, I just said this to my wife, the, the, the evangelical church, when I landed an evangelical church, seven years, to be honest, they were willing to receive me as their pastor. Because they're like, I don't hear from God. Right? They're, I don't hear from God. You hear from God. What should I do? The charismatic church like, I hear from God. I don't need any leader. Do you know what they are? They're teenagers. A child knows they need parents. They're like, help me. I need a fruit snack. Take me to McDonald's, mom and dad. Whatever you need, I will do it. I, take me to McDonald's. But you become a teenager. Go, I got my own money. You begin to think you have all the answers and you no longer need parents. This is the evangelical church. I realized, wow, because you think you hear God, you think you don't need government. Husbands and wives. The wife knows, hears God's voice more than the husband and don't, don't, need, to, don't need to be submitted anymore. It, it's a disaster. And it leads to demonic powers influencing your lives and you might not even know it. There's an order to God. There's an order to God, but it needs... The apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers, the elders, the presbytery, those who can lead 10, 50, hundred, a thousand. There's different levels of maturity even amongst God's elders. Even amongst God's elders there's a level of maturity. But we think we're born, I'm a son. Everything my father does, I do it likewise. No, you don't. You're just trying not to sin this week. Your mind has not been conformed into the mind of Christ. It needs to be conformed into the ways of God so that your marriage and everything you do glorifies Him. But you need to be trained and raised. My kids are in that teenage stage. And some of them, no names needed, at times think (laughs) that they don't need parents, that they got this. It's not true. And when they get out of that little, you know, hormone moment, they realize no, no, I apologize. That wasn't my best self. I repent. Always that, that, that's what happens. But there's moments where it's like, hey, do you look at me like that? Okay. <laughs> Something's trying to be crucified and it's not supposed to be. Don't look at me like that. And everyone said amen. <laughs> but they think they, they, they know, but they do not. But there's a wonderful season after that. Usually mid-20s. Sometimes, bummer, but into the 30s. Where they go, Mom and Dad, I repent. I repent. I was a knucklehead. And I didn't think that you knew anything. And that was wrong. Will you forgive me? How many of you have known... You either had to do that or your children have come to you and had to do that. Yes. Because you're going through puberty and hormones do crazy things to you. And all of a sudden, you know, I've seen too many young girls, a boy says, oh, you're beautiful. Oh my gosh. I don't need parents. I need you. Right? Hormones are terrible. The mind is not fully developed and it makes terrible decisions. But, you know, I, I see that same mirroring in the spirit believers who no longer need presbytery or God's government, spiritual parents, don't need it. I can do the work of God myself. Never appointed, never appointed, never recognized by God or his elders. Even the apostle Paul and Barnabas were recognized by God's elders and appointed before going. But we self-appoint ourselves and we become Absaloms and Korahs and Haman's. It's terrible. It's happening through most bodies of Christ. And they come to me as spiritually, discipling Nixon, discipling Romeo and and, and, Adam on these different guys. And I tell them, be careful who comes in with giftings. And you just go, oh my gosh, but I need. So I'm going to a point. It will bite you. Don't do it. I would rather have an empty position, a foundation that's not been laid yet. And let the children become able to carry that. Because I see with their character that they can be trusted before appointing and placing. Because if you do that, you might find yourself appointing Absalom. Who, is, who God never appointed, but you did because you had a need. And they begin to say to the people, well, if I was in that position, you know, this is why I see you going wrong. You know, David's son does this. Goes to the gates. Hires his own chariots. You know, if I was in charge, I would definitely, you got a good case. I would go on your, yeah, I know my dad. Yeah, he's busy. He's, uh, yeah, he's got so many things going on. You know, he he doesn't care. But if I was king. And people do that about this church and they do it about other churches. That's why I said, don't come to me talking bad about your pastor. I don't want to hear it. I love your pastor. I don't even know him. Because he said yes to the call. And you have no idea the price until you have an idea. And then you come back and you say, I'm so sorry for everything I ever said. Because I had no idea. Psalm 23. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. What's the next verse? The next part. I shall not want. You know, you have to go through a season before you know that. Testify. You have to go through... Actually knowing the Lord as shepherd before you, like, I don't actually have want. He takes care, he leads me to green pastures and still waters. This is crazy. This is when you start to tithe. Crazy things happen and you're like, I just trust that God's gonna, and he does. Because I got a shepherd. You know, goats don't follow shepherds. Goats think they know the way. And they bang everything in its way. The difference in Africa, you cannot tell physically by looking the difference between a goat and a sheep. They look identical. They look at the, in America. We got this healthy, you know, have big fur, everything, you know, wool. You're like that's a sheep. Goats and sheep in Africa look identical. Only a shepherd can tell the difference because those who are willing to follow sheep just, just, just ornery and want to bang you. They just want to bang everything, each other and you. Goats. What I say, sheep? Oh, man, goats. They just, they'll bang your kids. They'll bang you. They'll bang each other. They will eat garbage. It's terrible. They do that. They just get up and they bang and they hit each other. I'm like, how did you not hurt your neck? But that's what they do. They'll do it to their shepherd. I know the difference between goats and sheep. He says, you know, the, the wheats and the tares, they'll rise together. I don't try to get the goats out. Preaching the truth will get them out. And they'll usually get other goats to leave with them. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> Through their gossip and their murmur, Absaloms attract Absaloms, Chorus attract Chorus. Let them go. Let the, let the tares be pulled out and let them go. It's a gift to me. Because they're just gonna bang the rest of you and hurt you. You don't look, and a goat will get you. <laughs> and their spirit gets on you. Their gossiping spirit gets on you. And all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, don't they don't care about me either, do they? Oh, yeah, that's a bad teaching, isn't it? Huh? I had someone come to me when I led the last church. Someone had sent them a video that God no longer does baptism in the Holy Spirit, cessationist video. This is a baptized in the Holy Spirit person. And they came to me like, oh my gosh. I've somehow been led astray. You know, oh my gosh. There are false teachings about baptism of the Holy Spirit. Oh. And I said, well, let's just read the scriptures. I opened the Bible. I started to read it. And they go, whoa, 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 I said, what? I didn't even get through two verses. They said, it was like something was lifted off when he started reading the Bible. I started reading scripture. And it was like something, they were delivered. They're like, I believe this. I don't, what happened? I go, Certain things have certain things on it. You'll watch a horror movie, and you will get something on you. You'll watch religious teachings, and you will get religious spirit on you. You watch pornography, and you will get a lustful spirit on you. What you watch, he says, be careful what you give your attention to. Be careful. Be circumspect. Ephesians 5. Be circumspect. <sighs> So there's a journey that you and I are on. Do you know the, the scripture he says to, 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 the, to the green pastures and still waters? This is in the plateau. You know that the, the psalm actually gives you three different seasons, four different seasons. Do you know this? Mm-hmm. Green pastures and still waters is the plateau. The valley of the shadow of death is the way to the, to the table, to the mountaintop. In spring, there's grass in the plateau. In summer there will not be. You must go to the top, and there's a journey of the shadow, the valley, of the, the valley of the shadow of death in between. It's deep ravines and it's dangerous. Sheep that have been through the valley of shadow of death fear no evil, because they've been through this. And the shepherd knows where he's going. Hey, don't worry about it, young one. We're gonna make it. There's there's green pastures up on the top. There's a table up there. So there's a journey. New believers have not been to the table. So they get freaked out in each season. That's what's happening in the wilderness. Did you bring us out here to die? Egypt's pursuing us. Did you bring us out here to die? Was there not graves in Egypt? Do you remember this? Yeah. He says, listen, look at them. That's the last time you're going to see them. Yeah. Like, well, that was cool. He's like, come with me. The shepherd knows where he's going. He takes them to the other side, up a mountain. They were supposed to go up the mountain. They chose not to. You and I get to go up the mountain. But that was not the destination, church. There was another river they were supposed to cross. In to go take land. There was giants in the land, but we already saw a nation of giants be taken out and their gods. Nothing to worry about. Let's search our history. Yeah, we're good. Those who don't search their history don't understand that Egypt was a season. The wilderness was a season. Entering the promise was a season. Establishing the promise is a season. Those are all different seasons. But if you don't know what seasons are, then you'll want to stay in your last season. You know, a plane is a great illustration. I was telling this to Pastor uh, Jared and Bradford yesterday. If you don't recognize that there are three major stages of a flight, there's the takeoff, there's the flight. And there's landing. If you try to treat all of those moments the same, if you're just walking around on takeoff, can I get some... <laughs> just down the aisle, just... <laughs> just... <laughs> no. Put your tray table up. Put your seat up. Put your seatbelt on. If there's turbulence, you know, just wait. Keep your seatbelt on. We'll tell you when it's okay to walk freely amongst the cabin. If you don't listen to that... Instruction I've been on a plane, I'm fine. You might be embarrassed if you're walking down the aisle on takeoff or landing because there's turbulence. So, there is a wonderful pace in between when you can walk freely, but that is not every so each season there's a takeoff, a little bumpy. We're to the church, it's a takeoff, it's bumpy. Okay, we didn't have a worship leader. When we planted the church, it was like, hey, you can sing. You can kind of uh, play the drums. You can kind of. Uh, we're just obeying God's call to plant a church. And uh, part of it's a synagogue. So uh, we're going to worship the Lord, and we're going to make a joyful sound. To him, he'll think is great. But um, it wasn't what you experienced today. I'll just say that, okay? We didn't have a leader. We didn't have a point person. It was just kind of like, hey, let's just... Make a joyful sound. We didn't have a pointful person, but I'm thankful for those who, 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 John and, and 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 Corey Lynn and 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 the different people who said, "Hey, I'll 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 help." But we all kind of just helped because w- there was no leader, there no person with that call and appointed and seasoned and matured to lead the worshipers, right? To lead the congregation, we didn't have it. It was kind of bumpy, but then the, it's kind of nice. That's what I, I like this. Uh, put your seatbelt back on because we're coming back down. If I'm going to Burkina Faso, I got to land in France. I don't want to land in France. I'd like to get this flight over with. Do you know I can get to, to Burkina if they would give me a direct flight hours shorter than it takes me because I have to do eight hours in France before I get back on a plane and do six more hours to Burkina. And usually they land somewhere else on the between. I just, oh, just take me there. There's not enough people that want to go to Burkina. So they got to stop in in France, (laughs) pick up a bunch of people and stop another place, pick up some more people so they can make some money on the flight. My destination is Burkina. If I get off in France, I'm not going to make it to my destination. And I'm just telling you what was happening here right now in this season. It's nice. We've been through multiple seasons. We, the first season, I said, I'm casting out demons because y'all got demons. So the first season before COVID, we only were at church seven months before COVID. Seven months. Isn't that cool? Seven months. I'll say it again. Before COVID. Before the world tried to shut us down. The powers of the world tried to shut us down. Um, so, so I started cast out demons. I was like, uh, y'all have demons. Christians can't have demons. That's so what the Bible says. Uh, come up. You need deliverance. Some didn't come up until their friend was manifesting who was a Christian. And they're like, oh my gosh, uh, I think I might need, need deliverance because <laughs> I got the same issue. So praise God. And then deliverance wasn't weird anymore. It's like, I got freedom. I feel better. Oh my gosh, the thing that was holding me back was a demon. Praise God. Let's go. So, so some people didn't cross. They're like, uh, this church is weird. I'm out. <laughs> they couldn't handle the takeoff, a little bumpy. Too much truth. Well, stay in your other synagogue. I'm building family. And one of those things is leaving Egypt and getting the chains broken off and getting free. So, but then we got to go to Sinai and get the truth of the word of God, God's ways, how he actually does it. Then we got the appointing of elders. That happens after Sinai, right after. So all these things are right before uh, chapter 18, chapter 20 is, 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 the, is the, the law. So these things are happening, right? This is an imagery of the apostolos that's happening here. But but well, there's another water that we have to cross. We crossed the Red Sea, praise God. Well, we got another water to pass. we got to go to take down Jericho. And we got another after that, and another after that, and another after that. And then we could build cities, and establish, and do all that. We're building here. You know, this is like the wilderness. I'm sorry if you're from here, but this is like the wilderness. This is not the city. You know this is not a city, right? Belfair is not a city. This is the wilderness. This is the preparation to go take cities. Yeah. This is the there's only people that live in Belfair because there used to be trees that we could sell and that someone discovered while they're cutting down the trees that there's waterfront and camping. So you either dirt bike camp or you realize there's water and you stayed. If you've been here generations, it's because your grandfathers were cutting trees down, okay? So, this is the the wilderness. This is not the city. This is the preparation to go take the cities. So, we're getting ready to go take cities. Take Jericho, AI. We're going to go take them. We're going to go take the cities. We're going to go take the cities. But there are some that did not make it out of the wilderness. They were not willing to listen to the voice of God. Don't, don't take the analogy too far, okay? Meaning, Belfair, God is doing an amazing work. Okay, this, I, It's an analogy. I'm using Exodus as an analogy, okay? I fell in love with Belfair. I have a house in Belfair. If the Lord calls me to sell, I will. I don't want to. I don't. I built my house. I like my house. Okay? I really like my house. Because I, I designed it and I built it. I wanted that house. And it looks over the water in the mountains. It's awesome. I grew up as a poor kid, lived in a chicken coop. I can't believe the Lord allows me to, 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 to do that. It's wonderful. But whatever the price is, I will. But I, I intend to be a part of Belfair for the rest of my life. Okay? Apostolos, ladies, foundations, do that. Raise sons, appoint sons, do those things. So don't take the analogy too far, but meaning there's more work to do. Are we going to be those who stay on this other side of the river and not go and do what God tells us to do? There are more foundations for this house to be laid. We're only halfway through the foundations. As James was telling me, oh my gosh, and I started saying, well, there's more foundations to be laid. We're in the midst of establishing a publishing company to write books, to, to get all of our stuff to have, a, so we can translate it to every language we have. We have, we have our school in four languages. You know this? Yep. Our school of ministry is in three continents and in four languages. So we, we can't, we have to have a publishing company. Because we need to change, we need to, all of our content needs to be into all the different languages. But we have to go to, Austra- to, to Asia still, into Australia, into South America before it's all continents. But that will happen. The Lord has called us to do that, okay? We are not a local church. We're an apostolic family that is going to establish apostolic works in the nations of the world. It's already in the nations. We have eight nations in Europe representing our school there. Eight nations. So, so you're gonna watch the apostolos begin to affect Europe. You will watch it affect America. It already is. You know how many houses have been affected by this house? More than you know. Are operating in deliverance, inner healing, and apostolos because of our friendship with them. Because they said, well, we were kind of doing, you know, like charismatic, but this is different. What is this? You're like raising disciples and family. There's something else going on. We were trying to be a house of prayer or deliverance, but you're doing something else. So, yeah, we're doing the Bible. It's all of those things. It's all of those things. I've only met two, if I'm, if I'm really honest, I would say three people who are already doing apostolos the way I see the Lord telling us. And one of them will be here in uh, September, John Tetzola. Written 200 books, 200, he just released 12 books uh, in April. Um, in one month, 12 books. I was okay. You, you have a gift. I don't understand it, but. Lay hands on me, so and Bradford and Jerry, lay hands on also. He's coming, but the the, the they've equated five hundred million salvations to his work. Five hundred million sal- you can't even quantify. You can't quantify that. You can't quantify that five hundred million people, but not through him, to his sons. There's a new thing rising in the earth and it's an old thing. It's the original thing. So if you think you've you've already seen what's going to happen you have not. The foundations are being laid. Some of you know what it was like before we had a counseling center. You know people are being interhealed and in deliverance almost every day of the week here. Cuz we have a counseling center, but that was a foundation that needed to be laid. There people all over the nations getting interhealing deliverance during the week. I got an email from someone from the Netherlands. And I sent them the link to the Inner Healing Center. <laughs> People around the nations. You can't physically come. But there's a counseling center established here. Inner Healing Deliverance all week. You come. We have a school of ministry. And like I said, the nations. This is an element of what's. So you haven't seen anything yet but I want you to put your seatbelt on and put your seat up and your tray table up because we're getting ready to come down so we can go to the next season. We have not made it to our destination, but there's a stop in between. And Tacoma is the next phase, and there will be some turbulence. When you go, when when you hit air you have not hit before, there's turbulence. Part of the team will have to go. Part of the team will stay. Katie and I will oversee both. You'll see us, you know, overseeing both. But it's an opportunity for the sons and daughters to rise up and to take the presbytery. Okay. There's turbulence in between because you're gonna be like, if they're going, that's not fun. I like them. This is not the destination. This is the beginning of a work. Amen. It's it's the cities. And down the coast, I saw the Lord showed me, and then across the nation and through the outin' out the nation, it's already happening. Okay? Not for your name, not for my name, but for his. Not for your kingdom or my kingdom, but his. But but apostolic family has to arise so that as a model to other churches as well, to go, uh, denominations are failing. They're failing. The Methodist movement is failing. There are gay pastors throughout. Okay. That is not the way of God. As apostolos, I'm not afraid to tell you that is not the way of God. Killing babies is not the way of God. Baal was a sacrifice of your children to, his, to your allegiance to him. It's still happening today. They just call it you know, freedom of of what it is, women's rights, pro-choice women's rights. No, it's called worship of Baal. Sacrifice your children at the altar. So I said there's demons in the Old Testament that would make a man think he was a woman. And women think that they're men. Romans 1 says that they traded natural things for unnatural things, men with men and women with women. It's nothing new under the sun. The same old demons... Perverting our nation and the nations of the world. We were in Northern Ireland, little to no homosexuality, little to no none of that. We went to Southern, the, to the to the Republic of Ireland, the European Union. I I Seattle on steroids. I was like, what is this? Women wearing see-through shirts Dublin. in Dublin? Yes, yeah, see seasho- I said, boys, look at the wall. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I shouldn't have to say that to my sons. Wearing basically like a, like a pantyhose as a shirt. This is, this is and gay f- flags everywhere. It's a spirit, church. It's a spirit. And when you agree with it, or if you're an Ahab and you're not willing to speak against it, you give it power. And it wants to pervert our children. And it wants to release even deeper demons. And every time you agree with one demon, it releases new ones and greater powers of it. So when we started abortion and we started not saying homosexuality is a sin, it releases more power. Now people don't even know what gender, if it genders even exist. What is a woman? I don't know. That's what they say. You cannot identify what a woman is anymore. A man became a woman and became woman of the year. Never had a period, never had a child. Ready woman of the year. Ready be all y'all. At being women. Was a man a year before. This is what he says in later times they will call evil good and good evil. Bizarre. Truth is being perverted. And and much of the church has become Ahab. We're not willing to speak the truth. It doesn't, it doesn't grow churches. No, no, no. How God does things is called kavod. It's the weightiness of a thing, not the, the width of a thing, the weightiness of a thing. Come on. Come on. I'm not trying to grow the church. It's the weightiness of a thing. And those churches have no weightiness, because they're afraid to speak the truth. I was in a congregation of pastors when, when Donald Trump got elected, and the, one of the pastors was crying. I'm so scared for my gay friends. I said, "What'd you say?" I'm just scared for my gay friends. I think they're going to lose their rights. I said, I'm about to burn this bookie down. I said, you have joined yourself to, the to, to, to the, the to the Philistines. You know when Jonathan went and took the camp? It says those who had joined themselves to the Philistines came out. Those who were in Saul's camp came out, and those who were hiding in caves came out. And the Lord is like, do not join yourself with the Pharisees, the Lord told me. Philistines. Philistines. When I say the Pharisees? Do not join yourself with the Philistines. He said, vote for Saul while you wait for David. That's what the Lord told me. Vote for the imperfect man while you wait for the perfect one. No, Jesus is not coming back on Air Force One. He's not going to be elected. He's already king. He's not waiting for a vote. He's already sitting on a throne, okay? But I will not join myself to vote for the Philistines, to join myself with that abomination of of human sacrifice and of, of saying to my sons, you might be a woman. I won't do it. I will not bow my knee to your statue. You can put me in the furnace... I believe my God will rescue me. But even if he doesn't, I will not bow my knee. Shaka-laka. Okay, went a half hour over. So, I want you to know the journey is not smooth. It's narrow and it's hard. And few will take it. But I will take it. I'm not taking the wide road. It leads to destruction. I'm not taking it. He says this to the, to, to the, in John 4. He says, uh, you say four months and then harvest. He says, don't say that. Look up. Meaning, God, you have a calendar. You have a thing that seems right. Oh, when you plant a seed, it's four months and then you can harvest. He said, that seems right to you. Stop looking at your calendar. Stop looking at your ways. Look up. God has a calendar. And he says things are ready now. Great. It's, it's an imagery of the harvest and all that. But what I'm saying is, is we can, cannot do things the way man thinks. You know, they told me not to go to Burkina. My university professor, Dr. Castleberry, if you're watching, you said it so, you know. what well, He said, don't go to Burkina. What is he, a, a, a doctorate or whatever from Princeton? Was it Princeton? Missionary for 30 years. He says, don't go. I said, but God told me to go. He said, don't go. I did not listen to him. God told me to go. See, don't go. When I planted Sozo, he who should not be named told me, do not go to Belfair. Do it this way. Do it a different way. Write a book, do it this way. Go on tour, do this. You have a powerful testimony, what God's done, just write a book. People have you come speak. My brain hurts. We do not determine our way. God determines our way. We obey his voice. And you want me to do a different thing. I can't do it. I have to do this. This is what the Lord has said. Belfair doesn't make sense. You say in four months. You say this is the way to do it. God says, don't look at that. Don't do it that way. Do it this way. So that's why I keep saying Tacoma doesn't make any sense to me. He said, look up. It's ready. Look at how I do things. Look at the spirit of God. And do that. Don't do it your way. Do it my way. So, okay. I'm already willing to look like a fool for you. So that's the whole thing. I said yes to a building he told me to go after. When I needed $150,000 and I'm gone the whole time we're raising it. I left two days later. Like, that's stupid. I was like, God, this is on you, okay? This fails you. You got to take the rap on this because I would have done this. You said do this. This is foolish, but I'm willing to look like a fool for you. I'm going to say yes, but this makes no sense. It's due this week. (laughs) It's due this week. I was home for four days of the time I had to raise $150,000. Bizarre. But I'll look like a fool for you. I don't, I don't... You have ways that don't make any sense to me. And I've learned that they're way cool. But they always take faith. They just take faith. And so I'm just going to be the foolish person who believes this invisible God. He has not led me astray yet. Amen? Yeah. But put your seatbelt on. Put your tray tables up. Put your seats up. Because there's bumps along the way. We're not at the, the, the cruising altitude. In two years, Sozo, Belfair, Sozo, Tacoma, will be going, we'll be at cruising altitude. It'll be nice. We are not in that season, okay? There's turbulence. If you're not expecting turbulence, you'll get hurt and you'll say, I don't like flying. I don't like flying. You get hurt when you fly. No, no, you were supposed to be sitting with your seatbelt on, with your tray table up, and you got hurt because you didn't listen to the announcement, okay? So we have a season coming where it's not smooth. Israel had never entered through the promise or to those cities or knew how it was going to be. The day before, he's like, okay, seven times, that's going to march around. Seven times, it's going to happen. And then you're going to do this thing, and you're going to blow horns, and then it's going to happen. They're like, okay. But they didn't know that when they were leaving Egypt. They didn't know that like the week before. He's like, hey, here's what you're going to do tomorrow. There's turbulence. Don't take anything from the city. And someone took stuff, and they perished in AI. Because they took some stuff they weren't supposed to take. That's a part of the bumpiness of this journey. So I'm just Moses going, hey, some of these people are stubborn. And they're, they're, not, they're not cooperating. But it's because they're children. And they've never been here before and they're scared, God. That's what Moses prayed for. Them. God, be merciful. All they knew was, he talked about cucumber. It was funny. When we had fish in, 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 in Numbers 11, we had fish and we had cucumbers and we had onions. They're talking about the glory days of Egypt. Bizarre, bizarre, bizarre. He's like, I'm going to give you quail until it's coming out your nose. That's what he said. Go read it. That's what he says. Not for a day, not for a week, not for two weeks, for a month until it's coming out of your nose. He says. It's funny. Go read it. It's hilarious. So like, you complained about food. I took you out of slavery and death. You're talking about you want ham or what well, I'm joking, but you know you don't want a ham sandwich. You were dying. They were killing you. Now you're complaining that it was better when they were killing you, because you had bacon. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just saying like, there's tough things ahead. We've already been through some stuff. We've made sacrifice already. I used to give 10 percent and then another five or so percent. Then I gave 10% and 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 10 percent seed. Then I gave 10% and 20% seed. And then I gave 10% and 30% seed. I don't know what next year will hold, but he keeps requiring more. But somehow all my needs keep being met. I, I started the school the school in Bel in, in, in Rialo, and I had 130 kids. And I go, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I told the guy I was going to pay him a salary. I agreed to a salary. I didn't have any money. I shook a hand, his hand. I said, yeah, good. We'll hire you. Yeah, yeah. With that much, we'll pay you. I didn't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. You know, God provided. Yeah. It's crazy. The next year, I needed two teachers, and I had 200 kids. I don't have the money. God provided. Now I have seven schools, 2,000 kids. Wow, and I just keep, pff, I don't have the money, church. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> the answer is yes, God. I don't know how you're going to do it. We had uh, four months before for this building to raise 300000 or $200,000. We weighed $300,000 in three weeks. It's been four weeks we've raised fifty. Exciting? I don't know what he's going to do, but I'm excited. We're at the the, the, the Red Sea. Egypt's falling behind. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I love it. I want to see seas parted. So I'm going to be on the edge of what God's doing in the kingdom, and uh, I'm excited because I see a company of people who want to follow. We're going to watch the world change. As Amy and Jeff said, you you don't know until you see it. But when you see it, you go, holy smokes. But I said 14 years ago, God's going to do this in Rialo. God's going to do this in Burkina. And the things I said have happened. It's been millions of dollars now. I was 22 years old, and I didn't have $50 to my name. And I said, God's going to do this. Why? Because I saw it. I saw it. And I paid a price. I'm telling you, I paid a price. And my in laws were there, they watched it. Katie and I have paid a price for everything we've done. But I'm excited because now there's a family, an army being raised. And I can see in your eyes, you're willing to pay a price. And I just like the nations better get ready because Jesus is coming. The kingdom's coming, resurrection, deliverance, healing, and healthy families coming, not revivals that destroy marriages. No kingdoms that restore them. Amen? Amen. Stan, I want to pray for you. Don't, don't get lost on, uh, on takeoff and don't get lost on landing, okay? Uh, we've already, people have been hurt and kind of not with us anymore because when I said, take a seat and put your seatbelt on, they didn't. <laughs> okay? And then they're like, well, I don't like that. This changed and I got hurt. I said, I told you but you didn't listen because you thought you've been here before. You had not been here before. Right, my kids, like look both ways before you cross. I know, oh my goodness. Yeah, you almost died because you wouldn't listen, right? You parents know this, right? I'm saying as apostolos, there's wonderful, difficult days ahead. In a good way, meaning there's sacrifice and you're at the edge and you don't know what tomorrow holds, but it's good. You know God's in it. Okay? But we have not yet seen what God is going to do. It's in the scriptures, but we're going to see with our physical eyes God manifests himself to do things. Tacoma will be different. Tacoma will be different. Then Seattle. Then beyond, okay? And you're going to watch sons that are in this house, daughters in this house, rise up. Not the way I had to, which was with little to no instruction. That's not the way God intended it to be. Joshua had Moses. Amen? That's the way it's supposed to be. Joshua had Moses. He had been in the tabernacle with him. He knew he could trust God. So we're gonna do things the way they were supposed to be done. But it's not gonna look like your last church. If it, if it was, you'd still be there, okay? But I've seen, I've met the people who are doing it. They were called heretics in the 80s when they said Apostolos still walks the earth. They were called heretics. And now people are going, the fastest growing part of the body of Christ are those who do Apostolos. China, South America. Africa the fastest moving part of the Ecclesia on the earth is those who do apostolos because it's how God does government But it's not really being Done at the level that's about to come in the US And God is raising us as a family to model it To model it You're seeing the foundations of it being laid We were talking about demons years ago how many people are talking about demons right now? All over the internet, everyone's talking about oh, You know, Chris can have a demon, right? They're like, yeah, we know. They're like, no, it's a new topic. It's a new thing. No, it's not new. But everyone, it's the big thing right now. Okay? It's good. But they're not talking about inner healing. That's the next phase. It's all the foundations you already been laid. Someone said to me, they went to an event with big big speakers everyone knows, and they're like, this is like our normal stuff. This, these are the people who are like, oh my gosh, the transfer is crazy. And they're like, no, this is like Sunday school. This is like normal baby stuff. But it's where most people are at. Okay? So you're farther ahead in the journey. Don't be proud about that. You're paying a price to pave a way. Okay, if you're at the front, you're not proud about it. You're like, no, there's blackberry bushes. There's all kinds of stuff. I'm bleeding, you know. i am just rather be the guy who gets to come follow behind. But we're at the front of it. Like I said, friends of ours who are deliverance people are asking us to train them in inner healing. Praise God. I'm like, but you know, there's like 50 other things you need to understand about government. Inner healing deliverance is easy. We have hundreds of people who do that here. There's... There's so much more that you need to understand to produce family, lasting family. And a church is around and it's kind of relevant for a couple months and then years or whatever and then dies. No, family that lasts generations. That's what God wants. So, a new season, new territory, new sacrifice, new levels of faith needed, okay? But God is going to show up and you're going to watch God do things. And you're gonna watch new foundations here that get even more strong and things that you thought, oh man, it's good, can it get any better? It can. Because I can tell you, we're only about halfway with the foundations that need to be laid in this house. But, you know, me and Katie had children before. Like, I wish I knew what I knew now when I had kids. But we had kids because it was time to have kids. You get what I'm saying? We're, We're having a child, Tacoma's a child. Not everything's already fully, uh, you you see what I'm saying? But having kids teaches you something that you can only learn when you have kids. There's some stuff Bradford that's coming. (laughs) That you will only know. Going through the one year old, five year old, 10 year old, you will only know it when you go through it. And then you wish when your kids are 10 you knew that information when they were born but you can't it's not how it works so there's things that we don't know yet about this house that we will only know when we do that house when we parent when some of those who are already becoming elders deacons have to go and other of you are going to be needed to rise up and the grace will come to bring you into that place it's how it works lift your hands say father God. Give me grace to see what's coming so I can follow, that I don't get off the path, that the turbulence doesn't hurt me, that I say step and step with you so that your will and your purpose can be done through this family and in this region, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much for watching. I hope you're blessed and encouraged. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more amazing content.